Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Health and Truths is so excited and happy to announce that we're now in partnership with Vivo Life. It's crazy, it's cool, and I'm here for it. So <laughs> you can now use our affiliate link in all of our bios and use the code HHT10 for 10% off. I've really loved Vivo Life for some time. A great ethos around them being fully plant-based and environmentally friendly, not to mention these great ingredients and very high quality products. So please use our link. It'll help us out a lot and use the code HHT10. Thank you. Ahoy there, listeners and watchers. Welcome back to Health Home Truths. You would have just seen our news about our Viva Life partnership. So please, that's a way you could support us. Follow our link and use our code HHT10. We'd really appreciate that. It'd really help us out. And you'd be helping yourself out as well. They've got some really high quality products with great ingredients that can really improve your well-being and your life and your performance, whether it be in the gym or just general life. And without further ado, this episode, episode number eight, is another interview with Charles Thompson. We have a great conversation about Charlie's health complications, primarily with his gut that he picked up during his travels in India. It's another great conversation. We talk about the measures he's taken to try and fix those problems and all the different solutions he's tried for um, to fix that. <laughs> if you're only listening to this, Piven's like licking my hand. But I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him do it. <laughs> he's patched here so nicely. He's very handsome. So I think that just about covers it. I hope you enjoy this cracky conversation. Um, if you're enjoying the pod, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. That really does help us out. Like it, share it, share it with your friends. And yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Welcome to Health Home Truths. I'm your host, Rory. We're joined by a new guest today, as you can see. If you can't, if you're listening, we've got Mary with us today. <laughs> Hopefully you're watching, because she's doing a bit of a weirdness right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's acted up for camera. So yeah, a new guest. She's first, uh, first time podcast guest. Uh, so she's new to the camera. Please give her some love. And we're once again joined by Charles Thompson. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me to your lovely home again. It's all right. Yeah. You're my pleasure. My pleasure. So, um, talk to me about, you know, how you've been recently. Because you came back to the UK when? December? Yeah. December last year. Yeah, mid-December. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, obviously, I was in India 
during the lockdown with my two brothers, um, which was very interesting. And now came back over Christmas to spend time with my family. I have a new niece in the family. My brother and his partner had a baby. So yeah, it's been really good, really nice transition. Um, usually takes at least a month or so to uh, yeah to get climatized again mm. to the lifestyle. But yeah, it's been is it great. Tough. How do you find it coming from a place where your your practice is so on point? I like to, uh, to a completely different environment. It's funny, stereotypically you think India is very complex, but I like the simplicity out there. I mean, I live in the mountains, so it's like village mountain life. So it's very, very simple and yeah, it's nice. But coming back here, I just, I see how much technology we have and mm. we're very, we use technology so much, which is a good thing. It has lots of advancements, but there's daily, It'll, something will go wrong with it and mm. you it brings yeah, us yeah. stress and headache I observe a lot and then it's more work yeah <laughs> exactly it's, sometimes I think we just find anything to add a bit of you know advanced technology when it's simpler and a quicker just to use our own you know yeah, yeah. body it'll, or intuition it takes more effort doing it that way sometimes at the yeah. end of the day yeah I know what you mean there's um definitely I've definitely you know very intrigued and attracted to a more minimalist lifestyle, you mm. know, not, you know, not having so many worldly material possessions. It really does simplify your life so much more. And you're, you, it's cutting the fat, really. There's so much stuff we don't need that, that, that are more of a want than a need. And, um, yeah, I definitely have been, like, you know, reduced the amount of stuff I actually have. Mm. It's crazy how much stuff you accumulate. I'm, I'm only 24, but... When you see like your parents or something, the amount of things they have in their house. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do we need? Seven sets of, uh, cu uh not cutlery, teaware, little cups that don't get used. We've got like <laughs> seven sets of them. <laughs> but yeah, there's so much stuff. Mm, collector's item. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, Fight Club quote: "The things we own start owning us." Mm. It's yeah. It's true. So yeah, so you've been back for a couple of months now. Mm -hmm. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's different. It's I mean that when I was here for the first month, things were uh, moderately open. You know, some shops and malls and whatnot. But then in I think December time, uh, they closed everything again in England. It was tier five, so everything was shut. And to be honest, I you know I very much like a I've been living the, the past two years in very much seclusion mm. meditation so the not socializing isn't much of an issue like no. I like both both sides of it really yeah that's an interesting um, point you make yeah I found that a hundred percent during the lockdown I was sort of grateful for the time to spend even more time alone and sort mm. of introverted working on myself and yeah you know um, yeah I was very grateful for it mm yeah so um it's it's kind of given everyone like last time on the on the podcast we were talking about uh vipassana you know when you don't have as many things to do you mm. just you have you know you don't have distractions or phone or book or things and coming back and seeing you know the situation of the lockdown it's kind of forced everyone into a monk a monkhood type of lifestyle you mm. know you can't go out and enjoy 
restaurant dinners or these other types of things mm. so you have to focus and keep yourself you know entertained with yeah. with yeah just maybe your general physical health i see so many people running now yeah like picking up hobbies running. running yeah it's a brilliant time to actually you know, work on yourself mm. but you know it's time that you shouldn't really be wasted or frittered away i know it is tough and everyone deals with would deal with it in their own personal way mm. but i find it it's it's actually a gift yeah really. i know it, everyone, everyone's situation is different but you can you can spend you know even a few more hours a week working on yourself working mm. on a craft or hobby you know. that you didn't have time before you know yeah, yeah exactly and i always make the comparison you know of uh like even just less than 100 years ago we had you know world war all through europe mm. and how much how different it was having your country invaded by another uh force whereas I mean, in England, we're, that's why I think we're still very blessed. You know, we've got our comfort of our homes and family mm. and things like that very much still. So if you made that comparison, it's still a... Yeah, yeah. it puts it in perspective, really. Yeah. We're, not, we're not having to shelter from bombs no. being dropped. All we have to do is sort of stay inside. <laughs> stay inside and occupy yourself. So yeah, it, mm. I, 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 I bet a lot of people, you know, have really made some huge changes in their life from this. Yeah. I hope if anyone's listening and they hopefully inspired to make some changes as well, because it is a great time, you know, you can utilize this time so well. Mm. If you're, you know, put a bit of planning and organization, you know, examine your life. And uh, yeah, there's no, there's no uh, better time to start than now. However mm. cliche that sounds, but. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. What, is there something you've uh, implemented since lockdown? A lot of reading, a lot more reading. Mm. I was also away traveling when lockdown hit and I read I started reading a lot more that year so that was in 2020 and uh I started by reading uh The Power of Now. Oh, great book. The Alchemist. Have you read that? Yeah, the fable. Paula I can never pronounce his name. Coelho. Paula Coelho. Yeah. yeah. Um a lots lots of self-help psycholo- uh, psychology books um yeah, I've just been diving into those, gobbling them all up, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely loving it. And then mm. when I came back to England, started reading it even more and just really getting into, you know, habit formation. Mm. And read Atomic Habits, have you read that? No. Oh, you'd really. like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, giving you all the tools you need to remove bad habits, you know, how to uh, implement good habits and make them stick, mm. you know, creating the right environment, creating the right... Um, the right, uh, you know, the right format for each habit mm. that really helped. But yeah, reading, reading a lot more, and I think I made meditation and breathing exercises like a consistent habit mm. during lockdown, during the the first one really. Yeah, and then it's sort of stuck. It's seen huge changes. What about you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, me and my younger brother were just actually. As lockdown started, we did a 10-day vow of silence for a uh, Hindu festival, Navratri. So there's two in a year, one in March, one in October, and it's a very big festival. Many people over India, they'll you traditionally fast for these days. Mm. It's a really nice celebration, lots of singing, dancing. People get together to get together. Um, so we, yeah, we did 10-day vow of silence and just worked on like waking up at sunrise, we'd clean our little 
we had a small cottage in the mountains and uh yeah do just focus on meditation yoga yeah i was meaning to ask about your vow silence what do you think describe what it's like first of all and just how it changes you after <laughs> it's a really uh yeah really powerful thing to do even for one day you know i mean you can it's interesting if you want to see how much control you have mm. over yourself try not to talk for a day you know um i remember you told me i did try a day the only person i spoke to was pippin <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like hi pippin oh <laughs> oh no he catches you out yeah yeah so how obviously it makes you realize how often you'll try and implement your own ideas and opinions mm. and maybe where you don't need to or what, what did it feel like after you know yeah you you just don't feel the need or at first you do but you overcome the need to you know put your opinion or idea that out there you know which very much gratifies your sense of self um, so it's very diminishing of the ego, you know, just being present in a group of people or it's like a situation and just, you know, letting things go. Like if something's not going your way, someone orders you something mm. or you're going somewhere, you can't really have, unless you write something down. I mean, I was communicating with my brother. Mm. Obviously, we're very close, so we can we can Look communicate with expressions pretty eyes, much. Yeah. yeah, you just look in the eyes and yeah. do it with a sign language. Oh, yeah, you want some tea? Okay, I'll make some tea. Like sugar, no sugar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like many of the um, the practices. Welcome back. We had a brief intermission. One of our dogs is just uh, not cut out for the podcast life. So she's <laughs> been removed from the premises. Um, you'll you'll see her again. I'm sure though. We'll try again. Uh, where were we? So we were talking about vow silence, and mm. you, um, you obviously you, you're you're conserving so much energy, so much fatigue. You know, you get so much cognitive fatigue throughout the day. Yeah, making decisions on what to say or what to do that cuts it all out, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you think how much of our, how many thoughts we have in a day, which are to do with what we're going to say or how we're going to communicate. Mm. So when you don't. Yeah, when you take a vow of silence, and it's also, you can see it as a vow of communication with, you know, people around you. And it just, yeah, you have so much power and free time and mental energy to put to something else, you know, like mm. if you're trying to write a book or, or anything really. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a great thing to try, you know, even just trying a day also yeah. is, is is really good is that what you would recommend to people you know start with a day yeah i mean do a day i mean obviously you think how like if you're working you can't really most jobs you need to talk and, <laughs> um i mean i'm yeah, I, mute yourself on the zoom chat <laughs> <laughs> you just can't hit me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and it's it's also in you know people won't understand it over in in england to like it's not a common thing. Whereas in India, people like do vows of silences. It's quite a common practice in mm. Hinduism and yeah. Buddhism. So they somewhat, you know, it's, you can get through with it. But uh, yeah, I still, it was funny. I did one once and I was living in a village in a, in a flat and 
yeah, buying vegetables and things was very hard. <laughs> you know, you can't. And in India, you barter for a lot of things. Like whenever you go buy vegetables, you barter. Mm. So I got ripped off. You I paid full price. Yeah, <laughs> more, not full, double full price. <laughs> you know, yeah. being a, a white a white man, you instantly get the tourist price, even yeah. if you live well, there. Well, we sort of deserve that as, as straight white men, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we got to get our comeuppance somehow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay double for broccoli. <laughs> um, so it's another practice. We keep coming back to this that anyone can do. It's accessible. As well as breathing, as well as meditation, mm. um, obviously mm. vow of silence. All of these things and can be attempted now. Yeah, definitely. And there's no, like, it's not. It's very simple. You mm. know, it's not really complicated. Um, you just don't do something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like fasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the lack of something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. So we sort of touched upon last time you lived quite nomadically without any money traveling around you know without you know picking up food food from strangers you know sort of living on the road mm. living quite rough do you want to explain yeah well more? i mean i i was wanting to not let money be an obstacle for me you know we we, it's always something we prioritize so much you know what if i run out of money mm. we're always thinking what if i can't pay for this what if you know we think that if we aren't able to make that bill you know the world might end mm. like and obviously we build so much of our life around paying for these things and i i guess i wanted to experience that and see you know mm. what really would happen and and i met some very interesting very cool uh swedish people and some other uh travelers i met and they definitely it was we hitchhiked all together and experienced it like that mm. um and it was very much just stepping away from all material comforts like i had a sleeping bag and i would often just sleep out on benches or on concrete slabs and mm. anywhere and very tough like traveling and walking lots of kilometers with a overweighted bag with too much stuff in <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it was just really it was so freeing yeah really to just get away from the attachments to anything having no preference you know mm. you just whatever comes your your appreciate whatever food came onto my plate i was appreciative i had mm. no choice so you're sort of just being in the purest form yeah with no 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 preference no desire for anything really yeah, yeah. literally and um, so what i'm sure you had some highs and lows during those points you know what would you open up to any of those like what i remember i know we've spoken mm. off camera but there was some points where you know you obviously hit uh yeah well i think it's made me on the receiving end of so much so many acts of love mm. you know because yeah. people made me see how much uh how charitable people are mm. you know we're always fearful of our neighbor and in this situation, I was completely dependent on my neighbor. Mm. And and in that in that uh, experience, it just it gave me such a drive to want to do that, like for other people, you know, mm. and I was I've always been, uh, you know, I enjoy helping others. It gives me much joy. Mm. And then experiencing those months just fueled that even more. You know, I didn't want to live for myself. I want to, you know do things that bring brightness to other people and help 
other people and just as I've been helped. That sort yeah. of describes karma in the best yeah, way. Yeah, literally, yeah. The, the butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. You know, do unto others how you would like done to yourself. Yeah. And then you can continue spreading it. Mm. That's what's so good, you know, about <coughs> leading a positive lifestyle, having a good effect on people, you know, where you can. And uh, it's a ripple effect. It just oh, it is. keeps going and builds momentum. Yeah. And we were talking yesterday off uh, off camera about, you know, it's the same with if there's negative speech or or negative energy around, you can sort of reframe it and reverse it in its tracks. Mm. And that stops the stops the chain of it. Yeah. Because it will keep being passed on, you know, as people will continue on the chain. And uh, yeah, you eloquently said it, but it, it would sort of stop it in its tracks and you can reframe it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's doing that is just yeah, bringing more, taking away some negativity and bringing some, mm. some joy into the world. You mm. know, even just something that I love doing is just a compliment you know yeah. like out of the blue you know it's like a just giving someone a compliment you a don't know genuine how. sincere compliment yeah it goes exactly. a long way because people does. feel it when it's sincere yeah yeah with no motive behind yeah. you know it's not like you're trying to get anything out of it not you're like just, you're scheming for something. yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice jacket give it to me <laughs> <laughs> i want it <laughs> yeah uh. no that's so true you know when it's sincere and when it's genuine coming from a place of love it, people feel it mm. definitely yeah so yeah, and then yeah, I did that for a few months. Um, and I did a lot of hitchhiking, lots of different people, lots of truckers. Um, and another thing that I found amazing, you know, for anyone who hasn't tried hitchhiking, I highly recommend it. It's very, very yes, yeah, it's, it's just life changing the experiences you have. You know, you meet people and opens you up to. Yeah, some divine intervention, you can say. Mm. And yeah, I would, like, majority of the time hitchhiking, and that was my only mode of transport and walking, really. Um, I would, yeah, sometimes it would literally take less than 30 seconds from getting onto the road. I'd put my hand out and someone would stop, a mm. trucker or anything. And that happened, like, more than once. Like, yeah. uh, sometimes you wait half an hour, maybe, but even then, yeah, it was... You're still getting the same outcome, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how, um, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. You gotta mm. put yourself out there. More yeah. often than not, people will be, you know, kind, show kindness. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone, everyone wants to have the opportunity to, you know, do something good mm. or give kindness. You know, mm. if you give them that vehicle, they'll they'll take you up on it. Mm. And then it continues on. Mm. Yeah, and then, I mean, the, yeah, then that lifestyle wasn't really. Uh, wasn't sustaining mm. for my health physically. Um, I was already, you know, not my... I mean, I've always been athletic. I was always in physically good shape, but my uh, stomach and digestion has never been the strongest. Yeah. Didn't eat any veggies till I was 18. <laughs> so, um, now, picky, I'm, picky yeah. to, yeah. now I'm... Now I'm plant-based, so I'm making up for it. Yeah. <laughs> making up for lost time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's like me with peanut butter. Yeah. I don't think I eat it until after we went to South Africa. Really? I don't think I ever eat it. I only had it when they were testing me for allergies. Really? And then since that time, it sort of like sparked. It. And I'm literally making up for lost time with it. So. <laughs> Maybe you associated it with some sort of like, as a medicinal purpose, like an allergy <laughs> test, you know? You're like, is this food? You can enjoy this? Yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> in, a, in, a, 
uh, hospital setting, maybe I just, it put me off. <laughs> so you, yeah, you were, you um, obviously you were living, living in the present, hitchhiking, eating the food you're given. You're not exactly so aware of your health, and you're yeah. younger at this point as well. Sort of describe when you started becoming more aware and what, what, your steps after were. Well, after you know, I had like really bad. Yeah, I just couldn't digest food. My digestion was so weak, mainly from my lifestyle. Also, eating street food in India, you know, not being... Everyone talks about not ha- like being careful, you know, deli belly and all that. <laughs> and, yeah, I really couldn't afford to be picky, so I neglected that uh, choice. And then, and yeah, and then I obviously needed help from... It became a very chronic ailment, you know, it was, I was couldn't even I was still pursuing meditation and mindfulness but without health without good health it was always bringing me back to the body you mm. know I couldn't go to the depth I wanted so it was sort of hindering your 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 sort of meditating or trying to be mindful with yeah a big hindrance with your physical body not being f- in full in full health yeah I mean no it was even in negative I'd say it was like in very bad health yeah, yeah. and it it was affecting yeah most things I couldn't just be active or go do my work in the temple or anything or study you know you couldn't focus on my reading so it came to the point where I had to address this problem I was neglecting it Mm. uh, stupidly for so long well the realization always comes at the right time (laughs) yeah exactly um I mean that's what illness is isn't it it's our body crying out saying there is an imbalance Mm. you're doing something to the body that is you know, it's not liking it. You need to address it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bud, stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that chocolate isn't doing good. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you hit that point and that realisation. From there, what did you do? Did you try and figure out the root cause? or? Well, well it, yeah. How long did it take? And oh, it was, I don't know, probably over a year, year and a half, I guess, from 20... 2018 yeah to 2020 so maybe nearly two years and you know I went to doctors I went to very good doctors in India I went to very nice you know private hospitals um and yeah they I don't know I it actually made me lose faith in you know most doctors where Mm. you know I saw how some medical institutions are and they're very money-based and they want you to be you know be registered in they'll you know be eager to give you a procedure or something or give procedure you some pills. Drug. Yeah, give you some pharmaceutical pills, you know, which may take effect for two weeks, but it's not attacking or not attacking. It's not uh, treating the root cause. Treating the root cause of it, yeah, mm. which, which was my lifestyle, my diet, my eating. Um, and never once did anyone say, like, you know, try this, try a different diet or... Alternate medicine. Yeah, exactly. Medicine, yeah. I even turned to homeopathy mm. and, you know like uh, more med- uh, medicinal, natural medicines. But I think by that time, I was uh, it was a too much of a mm. great issue where uh, homeopathy is more when you've got uh, acute it's illness. Sort it's of like preventative measures, really. Exactly, yeah. When you get to a certain point, medical yeah. science is so... It's incredible. There's certain cases where it, need, it is necessary. Oh, definitely, yeah. If you want to reverse and then, you know, in, a, in a accordance with... You know, in collaboration with other methods mm. uh, after that, you know, for your recovery. But 
definitely you know when when it's so far away and when that's why it's called preventative medicine you know eating the right foods eating enough fiber antioxidants you know when you've got all of that in check you, you're able to reverse a lot of ailments and diseases oh completely and we don't know that and a lot of medical doctors won't know that or they won't believe that because they're not trained in nutrition or medical they're not, they're not taught about it at all yeah no. really um so you, you went to a, a, natu- a homeopath in india i remember you had a few procedures that you about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can i can share about that um yeah i went to a ayurvedic clinic um ayurveda is like uh, very similar to chinese medicine it's the ancient uh medicinal what, practice the word means what was it Ayurveda, so Veda means uh, uh, like knowledge, if I'm correct. I mean, there's variations. So there's the Vedas, which are the scriptures in India, in Hindu Hinduism. And Aya is, uh, li- it means uh, life. Mm. So Ayurveda means knowledge of life. Yeah. And it's, that's talking about the, the uh, natural health and the balance of the body. And Ayurveda in itself is, it, in itself is very complex. It's very... Uh, there's many facets to oh, it isn't there yeah very it's all sci- very scientific um it's very interesting it's interesting I've, all this knowledge you know uh sort of knowledge that can be backed up by science now is frequently seen in ancient you know ancient uh scriptures and yeah and ancient traditions Chinese medicine like these things are known and natural remedies are known and they're for a reason because they know they work and they've been Definitely. tried and test- tested for thousands of years yeah definitely yeah um so you went to so yeah i went to an ayurvedic clinic as well Uh, i went in march 2020 um and yeah and it was it was really nice i did panchakarma which is uh five different uh methods of detoxification so it really works on you know helping the body uh overcome whatever illness it has you know because the body wants to be in a state of uh, homeostasis exactly yeah state of balance and well-being trying to you know reduce your toxic load yeah well that's what the inflammation and these problems we we have just so much toxins in our body from Mm. what we eat and what we put on our skin yeah everything yeah um so yeah i went there and i spent i don't know 10 days there and it was very nice i did yeah, so the panchakarma treatment is like steaming and then uh, you do full body uh, massage with oil. Sounds like a spa, but it's not really spa. It's not very medicinal uh, Well, that's therapy. In a well, yeah, I mean... Release of oxytocin from skin-on-skin yeah. uh, contact. And that's what spas are. They're just yeah. glamorised nowadays. But there's a reason you do feel good after a spa, you know, after... Yeah, it's just nice and <laughs> um, So, yeah, and... Uh, I mean that that again that really helped with my um with my my chronic irritable bowels um but still it didn't really I still was having prom was having problems after that and the turning point really I I just all of all of this you know depending on other people to help me really turned me turned me into you know finding out things for myself I was researching so much into the the health, you know, what diet is good for you, lifestyle, you know, and it made me want to educate myself and become my own doctor because, you know, we we know our body better than anyone. You know, no one can know it better than us. Mm. Um, and then I did some juice diets for a while during the lockdown last year and that really helped. 
And then the real turning point was when I started fasting. Yeah. And I was always into fasting. I was doing like, you know, one day fast here and there, which if done wrong can lead to bad health. It's not always easy yeah, to do. Disclaimer. <laughs> See a doctor before you fast. <laughs> yeah. See your GP, talk to them. You know, it can be dangerous for certain people. Yeah, you if you're pregnant or, you know, if you have an ailment, you should be overseen by a doctor or a specialist for fasting. Yeah. We're both trained professionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but truly, we, we, oh, we both is... are fascinated with fasting. I, I mean, I've been dabbling since, it's been many, it's probably almost four or five years now, dabbling in some sort of intermittent fasting. And I touched upon it in a previous episode, but it changed my life, you know. It is how we can, you know, how much energy you can truly have without eating anything. And yeah, you did a couple of extended water fasts, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was when I was, you know, I was in a really low point and anyone who's had a chronic illness will know how mentally de- debilitating it is, you know, mm. to just have that weakness constantly and just looking for a way out you know turning for you'd try anything really wouldn't you yeah literally and and that that turned me to doing an extended fast for for seven days just a water fast and um and yeah since that that was the remedy and i was literally healed i it solved my stomach problem Mm. you know and it was like it was like i literally had like a baby's digestion it was (laughs) just fresh Yeah, yeah. yeah give me goosebumps that, that that's what it is though you know um you're actually giving your body a chance you're not constantly going into digestion you're you're actually allowing your body to you know focus on cellular regeneration mm. you go into a higher state of autophagy which translates to cell death mm. that's the latin for cell death so your you know weak cells are, are eaten self-eaten or regenerated and a period of seven days or even longer you know you're you're putting your body in the perfect place to actually heal itself which seems you know people when when you mention a extended water fast it seems so you know it's frowned upon by so many people but jesus Mm. did it didn't he so yeah why can't we (laughs) what would jesus do he'd fast wouldn't he (laughs) yeah definitely you um you did your extended water fast and what were your you know what your takeaways from it because i found i did the same thing i was inspired by you to do it and it was one of the most incredible things in my life. I mean, I didn't it have is. anything like uh, an illness to heal or, or anything, but it was incredible. The clarity you get, the mm. meg- uh, the mental function is just unreal. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really nice and you just, you don't have, you know, you spend a lot of time thinking about food. <laughs> you know, we often do. <laughs> we we want to think about, oh, what are we going to make today? What what we want to make something nice and it really takes that you know that's that sensory uh gratification away it's again you know decision fatigue mm. it reduces it, it cuts away so much more f- like fat mm. literally you're you're not having to think about it all the time and decide what you're gonna eat yeah definitely um and it's very it's more than physically challenging it's mentally challenging you know to not you know go for the snack draw or mm. you know dip into something that we want to eat or drink so it's a great a great practice in itself it gives you a lot of mental you know power and control Mm. um i mean it's just a it's a nice um obviously if you've got the time to do it and you've you've not got 
it depends what type of work you're doing, whether you're working or not. You've got to sort of set out a period of time where you, you need to be oh, definitely. able to relax. Like. Yeah, you can't do it in a hustle and bustle yeah, know, you lifestyle. Can, you and when you do it, then, you know, you, you can still be active. You know, your body will, after three days or so, start utilising different fuel source. You it will feel so it. much energy come back. Mm. But make sure you can, you know lie horizontal a lot <laughs> but then you've got so much cognitive energy that you can read and you do yeah i read uh, a whole book in three it, days oh it's yeah, crazy you just, it's, uh, yeah you just devour all of that jazz well yeah you definitely want you know time off work and away from like household chores like you said the first few days you have energy but I mean, it depends from person to person. Like you said, after the fifth or sixth day, I was you went, you went out and you did, did some, some roofing. Yeah, you did <laughs> some roofing. You know, <laughs> just an advisory. No one go do no, roofing on the fifth day of a fast. Yeah, they might fall off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. I that, think that's the mental challenge as well. That I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. And I felt I could. Yeah, and you did. You yeah. Did well. Yeah. Um, well, it, it does leak a bit though. <laughs> <laughs> Your mental focus wasn't so there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, you, you can see how much, you know, uh, healing that needs to go in, in the body, because if you have, you know, a real unbalance or a real disease, you'll feel fatigued a lot because your body is really working a lot and you'll feel withdrawal from, you know, certain substances, caffeine or sugar, these two main things you feel withdrawal from or tobacco and alcohol if you're taking those. Mm. Um, it's sort of like the ultimate elimination diet everything yeah, goes yeah. therefore um, it's not unhealthy to go in a fasted state look at no. every mammal in the world if injured or you know ill instinctively fast themselves they do yeah my sister will fast the dogs when they're ill you mm. know fast them for a day when they're sick they recover and some you see them self-medicating and you know it's um it's not unhealthy to no. do this obviously we've mentioned there are certain circumstances where you shouldn't and you've got to be careful and have the right guidance but it's not unhealthy in and of itself it's it's people very think they're gonna die if they don't eat like, yeah for seven hours or something. <laughs> it's very ironic that we think like not having food for two days is unhealthy yet we put you know many substances which are known to be toxic you know you know they're eating processed meats a known human carcinogen yeah like, oh you you can't eat you know eating for two days and then while eating a ham sandwich like, your body's like no stop <laughs> no. No. we're a slave to the habits yeah which is hopefully you know you just want to bring awareness to everyone that yeah this is another thing that anyone can do yeah obviously we've mentioned you should be careful and mindful and have guidance would you read up there's lots of literature and books yeah read for um, yourself discover for yourself and i mean uh if anyone lots of books mm. If anyone wants to find out about it, there's a great institution in America called True North. Yeah, True in North. In California or LA. I, I don't know where it is, I don't but know. he was um, on Rich Roll's podcast. Shout out to Rich Roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and he's... They'll take people... I, I, for example, he took someone with stage four lymphoma. He did, yeah. Blood cancer and fasted them for two weeks, I think. Yeah. And they advocate for plant-based. Put them on a plant-based diet. And they reversed it. You know, they went into remission. Yeah. And he did that in multiple cases and all with, you know, uh, scientific uh, mm. parameters and observation. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it sounds, something sounds so good, 
to be true that people disbelieve them mm. you know and it's if you just look at the evidence you know i'm i'm very evidence-based just as you are and it's like well you might this you might regard it as false but just look at the evidence and see look at the true uh case studies yeah, look people, at the case studies. You know, yeah. not even hundreds of years ago they're not you know no. the facts are present there are people like alan alan goldhammer is his name yeah the researcher i think if someone wants to find him yeah but, um but yeah, and they, they do. Yeah, look, look at the case studies. Have a Google, go on YouTube. <laughs> like, we, if we were making it up, you wouldn't be able to find this. And I know, you know, that you'd be able to just research yourself, make your own opinion up. But yeah, if you, if you fundamentally look at, you know, if you're not constantly like, packing in the food, your body's not using so much energy to digest. Mm. The blood isn't just in the stomach all day. If we wake up, we have breakfast, we do this, do, do. You know, snacking and dinner. You know, it's a. Uh, there's better ways of doing it, more efficient ways. You know, trying Definitely. intermittent fasting, and you know, that's what I would recommend starting with. Not fully going, straight into like a seven day fast. Although no. people have done that under guidance, but you know, start just shaving hours off, of your feeding window. It'll improve your sleep. That's for mm, sure. You know, definitely. not eating right before bed. Mm. Uh, it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, intermittent fasting is a, real, a really big trend now. Yeah. It's been for a few years. Mm. Um, and that's really good because you can, you still get the benefits from, you know, uh, water fasting over over time and you can still operate in a, a bit of active lifestyle, mm. you know, work I, and many things. I think it's a great tool. There's a, it gets, a, sometimes, you know, you hear flack from it, but, you know, for losing weight, it do, it can help you lose weight as a tool. You know, the mechanism of fasting won't burn any extra calories, but it might force you into a state where you eat less calories. Mm. I know for me, you know, you, if you don't eat until like three, four, like, you know, sometimes even five, when you do eat, you fill up so much quicker, especially if you're eating like whole plant foods and a lot of volume. You know, I'll fill up quicker and therefore won't even be able to fit in enough food to uh, be in a surplus. Yeah, and even that act of being in a in a calorie deficit, you know, restricting the calories has been proven to improve health and longevity. Yeah, because it'll put you in autophagy again. Yeah, mm. they've been doing uh, yeah studies on you know how finding out about longevity. I think they did that with with mice, and the mice that fasted regu- regularly, regularly. <laughs> regularly. <laughs> um, they yeah they they live much longer and without uh without illness as much illness. They, it's the uh the tail end of the dna the t- telomeres yeah and they're lengthened the longer telomere the, you know promotes uh better longevity and health and they, they they're doing all this testing in the blue zones as well yeah and a lot of them will implement some sort of fasting or you know they eat in different patterns which no they're not conventional to the here right in the west but they're uh Yes. The main one one of the main similarities they saw in the blue zones, if anyone doesn't know the blue zones, they're um the three or four or five zones with the longest people with the longest lifespan. The most centenarians, the yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think one of the one of the common themes is uh they eat moderately. Mm. You know, and overeating is definitely yeah, there's no health benefits benefits from overeating, no, you know. No. Um Unless you're like incredibly active, but I mean, you still don't want to overeat. You just want to eat enough. Yeah. Eat the right, correct nutrition, 
I think I read in, I read you know um, a book about the Japanese word ikigai, mm. meaning purpose. What finding one's purpose. Um, they eat until they're eighty percent full, and then they leave the table. Mm. Well, as a rule, you know you got to fill that within yourself. I know it's so hard sometimes because yeah. when you're eating these, some of these foods are just created to be addictive and extra sensory pleasure. You know you mm. just can't help but. Definitely. I know we both, you know, struggle, but I mean, the struggle is different now. It's not so much with um, processed foods, but... Trifles and whatnot. Well, back in the day. It was <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. That was like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely, and you know, the cravings are always there. It's just the cravings that arise are more uh, suited awesome. to what you're going to do. Now it's dates, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. can be lethal in they high can be quantities. Lethal. Just a warning: don't have more than six dates. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely not. No more than six. Never. <laughs> Depending on size, <laughs> I usually shoot for about three or four. Sometimes five if it's yeah. a treat. Yeah, but yeah, be careful with dates. <laughs> but yeah, it's the, the food nowadays is so, you know, processed, refined, and it's made to be the best it can be. You know, via taste. Mm. The scent, the scent, you can smell the fat, the salt, you can, it smells so attractive, altered with other chemicals such as MSG, you know, you, there's less chewing required, like, you know, when you eat, <laughs> like, a, if you're eating a refined, like, baked good or bread or, you know, hot dog, you barely have to chew that. Yeah, you, you do. just sort of gobble it down with sauces on it, and it's, it's so calorie dense and so nutrient sparse, and it, it comes straight down, and then, yeah, if opposed to a big salad a big yeah. bowl of salad we had one the other day it took yeah we were eating for about half an hour yeah but it it's def- good for your jaw yeah your airwaves well chewing in his book uh breath by james Nestor, mm. he talked about chewing actually helps release stem cells you know for the body there's so many benefits to chewing mm. uh, and it releases more saliva which has saliva is filled with uh enzymes. growth yeah enzymes yeah. growth hormones mm. you know for the body so when we chew more, we release more saliva, which aids our digestion. Mm. So there's, yeah, so many benefits. Yeah, you look at, take for example, gorillas, they spend, they eat mostly predominantly plants and they spend yeah. hours chewing. Mm. And you look at the size of them and, you know, I mean, I guess they are quite healthy, you know, just eat, <laughs> they're fully plant-based and mm. they their digestion is on point because they chew so much. Yeah. That's, that's one of the main takeaways from breath as well, you know, Chew more, mm. chew with your mouth shut, breathe through your nose, you know, Always. it improves everything. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Shout out to James Nestor again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big love. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, other than fasting and uh, what so, else we touch on? So, yeah, we go back to after I did that, uh, that seven day fast, and yeah, it really healed me and it just made me appreciate my good health and my, you know, I was back to my physical self and I, mean, I, I did lose a lot of weight. I was already very slim. I've always been quite bulky. I remember you sending me pictures. If we yeah. get a picture, put the picture up here. <laughs> <laughs> here. <Ding. laughs> um, yeah, I've yeah, never so, seen you like that. So, and I'd never been that skinny. I'd always, you know, I'd always have a bit of, yeah, a bit of uh, love handles on me. Yeah, I know, um, you were looked after though, Satara looked after you, trying to feed you back up. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, shout out to my lovely fiance. She she really helped me through that and helped me recover. Mm. Um, and and then from then, that was about, 
yeah like 10 months ago I guess or yeah about 10 months ago and I've just been you know eating trying to focus on my uh disciplined eating you know not snacking overeating or mm. eating things that don't benefit my health and then just training and because my metabolism was so low you know I stopped being doing as much physical training I was mm. doing lots of trekking and things but you lost a lot of muscle yeah definitely and that will lower your metabolism yeah. yeah exactly and it was actually almost fun you know I always make the uh, metaphor of if you have a like a, you're building a structure, you know, a house. If the foundation is, you know, wonky or askew, mm. you're never going to be able to build up from that. You know, you've got to yeah. get the, the the foundation strong. And I felt that with my health after doing the fast. I, I mean, yeah, I lost a lot of muscle and I was slim, but it was almost like... That was over months, though, losing yeah. all that weight. You know, but I know what you mean. You know, it's quite satisfying and to start, build from the ground up, complete yeah. reset, really. Yeah, it was just a fresh canvas to, you know, build on and had this, yeah, this second chance and it was... It was great. And so, so what would you say from then? You know, you've become much more aware. You, I know from our our chats, we uh, we talked a lot about, you know, becoming more aware and studying nutrition and, you know, moving more towards a plant-based diet. Like, yeah. Explain what changes you made and... Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've been vegetarian for, uh, yeah, two and a half years now, I guess. And... Um, and yeah, and then I've been wanting to make the change to plant-based, but living in India, it's very difficult when, you know, you have so much uh, butter, you know, fresh ghee, yeah. milk, like every every dish has a bit of dairy in it somehow, you know, you've got fresh yogurt for mm. the, the side dish. And also having a uh, Indian partner, she loves cooking up, you know, sweet dishes with butter and, and whatnot. And, mm. I, I could never refuse a sweet dish from her. <laughs> They're too good and made of so much love, you know. Yeah, yeah. So even now I'm still plant based, but I might have to break it just for a bit of butter. Yeah, you yeah. know? Um so um so yeah, so now now I'm yeah, completely plant based. I mean dairy never really yeah, wasn't agreeing with me. Um and also the ethical reasons of, you know, how the cows how cows are treated and I mean, in India, a lot of the time it's from a, a family who will often have their own cows, which is like a part of the family. Mm. You know, they they feed it. It's like lives right next to them in their home. So in that aspect, I quite like that. You know, it's very intimate. Definitely um, a more pure intention. Yeah, it's Than nice. factory farming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, abhorrent. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've just been I'm trying to eat less also. Like I had the habit of overeating, you know. And when I eat less, I just, I feel so much clearer. I feel I can, whatever, like, uh, study I'm doing, if I'm reading or writing or doing meditation or, you know, dancing or any art form, mm. when you, I feel you have less food in your stomach, you're not full, you just, I feel more clarity, it more connection. It will weigh you down somewhat. It does, know, it makes yeah. makes you slow and sluggish. Well, you get lethargic even. Everyone gets into a food coma after they eat a lot of food. Mm. And that just shows how much energy and even blood supply has to go to your gut yeah. to help digest the food. You know? Depending on what it is as well. Yeah. Eating a lot of like calorie-dense food that mm. is refined and, you know, without nutrients, it will mm. uh, really slow you down. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful to your your uh, help and guidance on the nutrition you know mm. is no you're welcome yeah. of course
you won't shut me up about nutrition <laughs> <laughs> i'll call you up for like a five minute conversation <laughs> and like you know what, what's this tip like, yeah. and we talk for an hour and a yeah, half yeah. you know that was the original podcast wasn't it <laughs> our phone calls yeah yeah no it's been good another great you know we touched on a lot of different um topics which will definitely come up again mm. you know uh and hopefully some people got some insight and somewhat inspired to go and learn more about these things on on your own yeah yeah thank you for coming again and sharing a lot today a lot of personal you know health uh, problems yeah yeah i'm grateful for that and i'm yeah grateful to uh you know at least try and help and give some guidance where i can yeah thank you brother i mean you've helped me and you help yeah you help many people um especially your family and friends and yeah i think uh one last message to say is yeah, like everyone should take their health into their own hands. You know, we shouldn't rely on external people or doctors or, you know, obviously we have trained professionals to help in certain circumstances, but we shouldn't rely on that on a day-to-day basis. You mm. know? We should just understand our body, understand what's r- what feels right, what feels wrong. You know, there's no general blanket or, you know, diet for one person. That's a great point. No, n- there's not one size fits all. You've got to examine no. your own life and then... You have to do it yourself. It would yeah. be trial and error, but no one is going to do it for you. No. You, you can hire a personal trainer and hire a nutritionist, which is good to educate yourself. And But you really should, you know, examine your own life and see mm. what, you know, play around. Use trial and error and, you know, educate yourself and experience it yourself. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, it it's a fun. journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure out, you know. Yeah. Figure out what you like, what doesn't suit you. Exactly. Exactly that. Oh, well, on that wonderful note, it was a great sentiment. That's the end. <laughs> I'd like to thank, as always, my producer, my lovely sister Meg, you know, editing all the clips on YouTube, editing the podcast, you know, managing everything, doing most of it, really. <laughs> um, Julian Kirk, Atlas Audio, for the sound engineering and the theme music my lovely sister Harriet for all the incredible artwork, the logo, the animations you'll see on my social media. And yeah, this was all recorded at the barn. Again, if you want to email me with any questions, I hopefully, hopefully there's some questions inspired because we will be doing a Q&A soon. Email them at... <laughs> <laughs> email them at healthhometruths at gmail.com and at all the socials at healthhometruths. Thank you very much. Last words? Thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Close off. Peace and love. Uh, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> ah.